0: What is up, guys? Welcome back to First Class Football. Um, I'm going to give you a little gist of what's going on. Basically, we're restarting um, from square one, really. Um, We're taking this a little bit more serious. Um, I'm here with Trey and Dylan. You boys want to say what's up? Hey,
1: guys. What's up, guys?
0: Yeah, so we're just going to take things more serious going forward. Um, We want to make this a priority. We're going to switch from two days a week to three days a week. Um, if you don't know why we've missed so much time within the last three and four weeks, um, we just posted a video up on our Instagram explaining it. Um, it it's a long story, so we're not going to get into it on the podcast today, but just go check that video out, and it'll make a lot more sense. You can follow us at First Class FB. again, First Class FB and then on Twitter, it's the same thing. So yeah, we're going to be posting a lot on both of our social media sites, and we're really excited for what the future holds. We're getting super close to football season. Um, So yeah, why don't we just start with the news that's been going around the league. Um, The first one, that's from a football perspective, I don't know if it's like the right move, but I'm really excited for this guy. Um, Alex Smith is returning. He got cleared. Um, after that gruesome injury that he's been out for for like what two years now, mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy. So what do you guys what do you guys feel about that?
2: Um, I just I don't know. I feel like he may. Do you think he'll get a starting – I don't know if he'll get a starting rollback, but I think being with a guy like Haskins, who's young and still like learning, I feel like Smith, who's always been a pretty solid quarterback and guy that can is a pretty good decision maker will uh, teach Haskins pretty well and can make them their franchise guy down the road. And I mean, even if Smith comes back and he's playing how he was before and they have success, I mean, he could get his starting job back because they were doing pretty well before he went down originally.
0: Yeah, um, Trey, do you have anything to say about him?
2: Uh, I
1: guess from the pictures, I saw his leg is not straight at all. Yeah, like it's bad actually looks kind of scary. You can tell the way he's walking. He's, like, limping and stuff still and all that stuff. Yeah. And so Washington football club's doctors, and they've had a very bad past in the back. So I have mean, passed. So I don't really know if it's a good right choice for him to even play or not, honestly.
0: Yeah, so um, going back to your question, Dylan, about him starting, I don't think there's a chance of him starting. Um, he's just now getting back, and I mm-hmm. Haskins has been with the team. I mean, and haskins was a high draft pick i think they're gonna throw him out there and just like hope for the best hope he has special talent within the league Mm -hmm. um but yeah i'm i'm happy for him i'm happy he got cleared um i hope he stays healthy um he was a phenomenal player um and just like a great teammate and great person off the field so it's just really good news hearing that he's healthy so yeah um Moving on to our second piece of news, uh, Kerryon Johnson was seen in a walking boot, um, I think, yesterday. So that's pretty crazy. There's not a lot of news out about it, but um, the first thing I thought when I heard that was DeAndre Swift. I mean, if Kerryon Johnson misses time, DeAndre Swift is a phenomenal value um, going forward in your drafts. I mean, he's being drafted outside the top 25 at RBs, I think. So, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, if Karrion Johnson misses time, he he could definitely lead that backfield. Um, he tremendous talent out of college, and uh, it's going to be an offense that's high power with Matthew Stafford coming back with those receivers. Um, so, yeah. I think he'll have plenty of volume.
1: Yeah, he's going to have a lot of room to run to and stuff. Exactly. You can't really cycle box on him. And I think if Kerry Johnson is out, for let's say at least like four or five weeks, and Spiff proves himself, I think Spiff could easily be the number one rookie running back this year.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, we all have our fair shares of him within leagues. I don't, I don't think Dylan does, but me and Trey have a pretty good fair share of him. So yeah, he's going the twenty-sixth running back right now. Um, I'm assuming the, the closer we get to uh, the season, if Carryon Johnson stays out. Um, his draft position is probably going to rise. But if your drafts are happening this week, it might be worth gambling on him, honestly, as like a flux play. Um, I know he plays Chicago week one, but it's he's still passing a pass catcher out of the backfield and whatnot, so he's going to get points either way. So, yeah, he could be a value going forward. So monitor that. Um, it, it could be pretty interesting seeing what he can do if carry-on stays down. So the third piece of news is... Um, some teams opening up with the ideas of having fans this year. We're not going to really get super far into this. I mean, Kansas city Cowboys, Broncos. Those are some teams among uh, the league that are open to the idea. I mean, if they do, it's obviously going to be a low volume within this, um, within the stadium. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty crazy to think teams are even considering that right now.
1: I mean, in Texas, they can be up to 50%. Yeah, that's crazy.
0: Um, we'll see how that goes. Um, I think as the season gets closer, I think a lot of more teams will kind of opt out of that and just like want to be more cautious. Well, because
1: Dallas, that's 50%, that's 50,000 people in there.
0: That's crazy.
1: But so. apparently, up uh, because I looked into it because I'm a Cowboys fan, but basically, like Jerry Jones said, tailgating, they have to be like each park, like two car length apart mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And I guess have to walk in the same in pods. Don't really know what that means. <laughs> but yeah, apparently they're going to like obviously take like precaution and stuff but who knows yeah this could easily change in a month so for sure
0: so yeah moving on um our episode's gonna be a little bit of bias buy or sell here starting off and then we're gonna be talking about five players each we're buying at their adp meaning we have them either ranked higher or we could see them doing better than where they're uh, being drafted at so they're really good value right now so dylan why don't you um Why don't you give us those questions?
2: So, first one I got here is, do you guys think, or do you buy or sell Clyde Edwards-Hilaire being a top eight running back in fantasy this year? we given his new role probably being quite upgraded with Williams opting out. Yeah,
0: so I'll start off. Um, I'm going to buy it. He's being drafted as RB7. I mean, this is crazy to me because... Obviously, you have Christian McCaffrey, one, Saquon, two. But, like, a part of me wants to, like, if I had that third draft position, I kind of want to gamble. I mean, I'm not going to rank him third, but, like, I definitely think he's finishing top eight. Like, I see him having potential to finish top three. Like, he's one of those running backs, if everything goes right, he could like he could be the next Christian McCaffrey, you know, in that higher power offense.
2: Where would it be the highest you would take him?
0: The highest I'd take him I mean I'd probably take I obviously see Max Saquon before him then I'd probably go Elliott um, but I might gamble at that four spot honestly I mean I'm I'm nervous about Dalvin Cook this year just because of health concerns and um, I know all the news is forming into he's most likely playing and not holding out due to his contract but he does make me a lot more ner- nervous this year than a lot of other running backs. Um, Alvin Kamara, I do think, will have a good year. So I'll pr- I'd probably take c Saquon, Elliott, and Kamara over him, but I'd honestly probably slide him in the number five spot.
2: you take him over like Michael Thomas or something?
0: I would take him over Michael Thomas. Um, I just think he has so much upside, and you saw Kareem Hunt his rookie year in the mm-hmm. offense, and I think he's a better pass catcher than Kareem Hunt. Um, I don't think he's necessarily as good of – a runner, I mean at least yet. Yeah. But that offense is so good. They like you saw, Damien Williams. Like when he, when that offense was clicking, like he played well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously he was up and down, but I mean you're getting a first round running back, on the most high power offense in the league. So that's yeah. just like, looking at that, whoever took a gamble on him or with like early drafts. Kudos to you because you just got a steal because most people were getting him in the late second round. So yeah. that's crazy. You just, yeah, I mean good good for you if you got him. Um, so Trey, do you have anything to say about Clyde? Do you buy? Uh,
1: that's kind of tough for me just because he's a, he's a rookie. You know that's my thing. Yeah, but the- he could he could easily be a bust. You know that's like that's my thing. Well, you,
0: usually there's top- one top ten rookie running back every year.
2: I just I
1: I wouldn't rank him. I don't know. I think just like eight to ten areas is like kind of good for him. So you're are you buying or selling? I would sell. Oh, just barely though. It's not like
2: yeah. You I, know. No, I I can totally see like if why. I were
1: if I was honestly. Oh,
2: I just feel like the only thing in his way is injury at this point. If he stays healthy, I don't really see him being any lower than eight, to
1: be honest. Honestly, no, i buy. Looking at this list, there's not a lot of running backs I could see who could really make that jump.
0: I mean, obviously, there's going to be some that surprise us. Yeah, I mean, you, know. My, you have to also factor in. We have Miles Sanders super high. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, the upside's there. Dylan, do you buy or sell this?
2: Uh, I'll buy it. I think he has top five potential this year. Like, well, as soon as I saw that uh, notification about William sitting, I was I immediately wanted to trade for him. Yeah. But... I mean, if he's there in the draft, I'll, I'll take him for sure. They just don't
0: really have anybody else. I it's, mean,
2: now I'm worried he won't be mm-hmm. there.
1: Okay, they have problem. other Williams, but Clyde a lot Thompson, better than Thompson, but
0: that I rookie just, from last year, but he didn't look impressive. So
2: I just yeah, I think Clyde will take over that role sure. that Kareem had, which they haven't had the last. They didn't really. They I mean they didn't need it obviously because running back's pretty irreplaceable at this point. But. Uh, he could be the a key part to expanding their offense this year on the ground more. So yeah, for Consi- sure. So they have a consistent running game because they didn't really have that. So what? What's the next
0: uh, buy or sell question? Uh,
2: the next one is does or do you buy or sell Jonathan Taylor getting more carries than uh, Marlon Mack this year? Ooh. I'll I'll I'd buy that. I'm
0: I'm gonna buy it, but. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think um, at the beginning of the season. I mean, they already came out and said Marlon Mack's the starter. Um, I think it just depends on when Marlon Mack me- like messes up, honestly. But I, I do I do buy it. I think towards the end of the year he's going to be a monster. Yeah. And that's kind of how you're drafting him. You're drafting him based off of upside for the second half of the season. Um, yeah, I think so, yeah, I'll buy it. But upside. I think it's going to be closer than people think.
2: Especially if, yeah, if Mack doesn't perform how he was last year or if taylor just plays amazing i mean he plays behind such a good old line where i think he can have a lot of successes here and who knows i mean he could crack the top 10 if he really goes crazy because i mean they don't have a super explosive pass heavy offense where i feel like they're the type of offense with their old line they can rely on a ground game for sure for those two guys
0: okay trey what about you
1: I'm going to buy kind of the same thing that what you guys are saying. She's going to be super close, and it kind of all depends on how Mac performs. Especially since he's going to be the starting running back week one, you know? Yeah. Like, if he's doing good, then they're not going to take him out, you know? Yeah. So it kind of all depends on how Mac does and kind of maybe has fumble problems or kind of stuff like that, you know?
0: Well, Jonathan Taylor has fumble problems, too, so you have to also keep in mind if they get him on the field and he's.
1: is fumbling. Which I, I, think,
0: I think it's a. Like, I think people kind of stress it too much but yeah I, I don't know i think we all buy it i think he's a phenomenal player and he's obviously better than mac but mac is just like he, he, he's a vet so he has more and and look, it's a short off season yeah no
1: preseason I mean. stuff yeah
0: so yeah i think we all buy it it's just there's going to be a lot more work for him towards the second half of the season and i think this is going to be a pretty high flying offense but we'll get into that a little bit later um what's the third question, Dylan? Third and final one.
2: Uh, does or buy or sell Henry Ruggs getting the most targets on the Raiders this season?
0: Okay. Um, I'll start off and flat out say, um, I, I do not buy this. I sell it. Um, I think Darren Waller probably gets the most targets. Honestly, um, he was a target haul last year. I get that they didn't really have anybody, but with Hunter Renfro, um, Williams, and just. Players like that, kind of feeding into the pass volume and whatnot, or targets-wise, um, I don't really see it for him. Um, I know there's talks about him talking the sl- or uh, lining up in the slot, um, but I don't. I don't really buy him getting the most targets.
2: No, uh, yeah, I'd I'd sell it. I think uh, they got. I mean, Waller. I think we'll probably end up with the most targets. He was great tight end, consistent last year. And guys like Williams is pretty consistently good, too. I think he'd probably be the number one receiver on that team. But And Carr just likes the shorter passes, at least within the last couple of years. He hasn't been a guy that goes deep since his great season a few years back. But For sure. It just seems like uh, he's just not the type of receiver. To, it's kind of just like an A.J. Brown. I mean, he could have a year like A.J. Brown, but his targets still won't be on the same level of these other guys that are better shorter to mid in the field like Renfro and Williams and Waller who I think are all better and like 15 yards and in or I think Ruggs will be just a will be a really good downfield threat
0: for sure all right yeah why don't we why don't we hop into our 15 players five each who we see outperforming their ADP Trey I'm going to let you talk about your first player um just get the spiel of him and then we'll kind of jump in and
1: Talk about it. All right, my first player is Miles Sanders, and he's the ranked at 13 for running back right now. And I think just overall that's really low compared to, like, other running backs ahead of him and stuff. Because he didn't really get, like, a lot of playing time last year, but towards the end when he did, he performed very well. You could tell he played good at Penn State and stuff, and he can catch the ball, he can run the ball, and he's kind of, like, complete back kind of. For sure. So I think he's going to get – more touches this year, especially since how weak their uh, receiver receiving core is. Yeah, he's gonna get a lot of touches off of the backfield and stuff. I
0: totally agree with this. I mean, um, he's going he's going usually in the second round. I've seen some drafts where he's going in first, and I don't mind people doing that at all. I mean, honestly, if I had the sixth or seventh pick, I I would not I would not like be opposed to taking him there. I think he just has a tremendous uh, amount of talent and opportunity this year. There's some players going above him like Nick Chubb, um, Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones, um, Derek Henry, just those type of players. Um, I could see why they're going ahead of him because you know they're going to get a lot of volume, but I just think the upside with him is so above all these people that I named. I mean, this dude's a phenomenal talent. You saw last year once, um, once he got the number one role. Um, he he just went crazy he was a phenomenal player and uh, like Trey said I mean he kind of gave the gist of it but they their receivers are not anything special Um, he's going to get targets out of the backfield and their running back depth is not good either I mean that Boston Scott who's obviously um, a pass catcher but I don't think that's going to really hurt Miles Sanders value at all I mean they came out and said they think he's a three down back so yeah I, I think that's a really good pick Trey. Dylan, anything to say about him?
2: Um, I just, yeah, I, I agree. I totally think he'll, he'll for sure crack, crack the top ten. I think he has hundred percent has top five potential this year. He's just very dynamic running back, and he really proved himself at the end of the season, I believe. And he's I'm just watching him play; he's pretty electric. And I mean, the only the only thing that scares me is uh, Brandon Brooks. Is I don't think he'll play this year. I, he won't. And he's argu- I mean, he's a top three guard in the league, so I think that could really hurt their interior running. But the Eagles always seem to figure out with their old line. Yeah, for sure. Years, so I really think uh, it shouldn't affect him too much, and maybe slightly. But I, I just think thirteen's uh, too low, and just on paper, and he just looks better than other guys above him.
0: Yeah. So Dylan, why don't you give your first player?
2: Uh, my first player is. Cam Newton, he's at fifteen and I just I really think he has top ten potential this year. I mean, he's been healthy for like two years, has time has had time to recover and I think he's gonna come back the healthiest he's been probably since his MVP year. And even I mean, he probably won't come quite back to that level, but I think he could come to something close and it's gonna surprise a lot of people with the amazing play calling they have with McDaniels a pretty solid O-line he's mobile so it shouldn't affect him terribly and I mean they have their weapons I think he can maximize them more than Brady could I think he, Nikhil Harry coming back if he stays held this year will be huge for him because he likes big targets and he could be a great end zone target for sure Edelman will be consistent you got James White in the backfield as a pass catcher I just think it's all there I think he has better weapons now than he did it even his MVP year so I think it's all there for him Him to bounce back and prove people wrong that he should never have gotten kicked out of Carolina like he was.
0: Yeah. Trey, what about you?
1: Uh, I mean, I like the pick. I I don't think he's going to be top 10. Yeah. But there's definitely players ahead of him in the top 15 who I would take Cam over. Probably Mm. a few players for sure. Yeah. Like, it's kind of hard to tell how good he actually will be and stuff. I mean, especially since New England players are kind of opting out left and right right now.
0: Yeah, he's going around players like Baker Mayfield, ben, Big Ben, Daniel Jones, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I I'd, I'd honestly take him over all those guys, um, just because of the upside. And at that point in your draft, you're obviously if you're if that's your quarterback one, you're playing the late round um, quarterback game. So I mean, if he's not um, who he was, you just cut him and play the waivers. I mean, it, it, you're not losing anything if you draft Cam Newton and like Dylan talked about it, his upside's tremendous, um, and that's what you go for with those late-round quarterbacks. So mm-hmm. I I don't have him finishing inside the top 10, but like if he did, I would not be surprised compared to these other quarterbacks he's going around. So with such a high upside quarterback, I mean, it's phenomenal value, and I'm right there with Dylan. Um, yeah, he has tremendous upside, and... I'm excited to see what he does with those weapons around him. Obviously, the receiving core is a little foggy with Julian Edelman's age and Nikhil Harry not really proving himself. Same with uh, Sanu not really fitting into the offense last year. Um, The tight ends aren't really anything special. The running backs crowded backfield, not really knowing what's happening there. But, I mean, you saw the talent that he played with in Carolina As crazy as it is, it probably is an upgrade on the Patriots. So, yeah, I'm right there with Dylan. Um, We'll talk about my first player. Um, That would be uh, David Montgomery. Um, I don't understand why people are so low on him. I get that um, he didn't have a great rookie season last year, but his offense honestly really didn't help him out. I mean, in order to have a good run game, you need to have – Um, a decent pass game their passing offense was terrible they just couldn't move the ball Trubisky was now making it easy for him I mean a rookie running back stepping in like it's a lot harder than people make it out to be Um, he had 250 plus carries and it's going to repeat there's nobody else on the depth chart fighting for that Um, Tariq Cohen is obviously going to get the pass work but he's being drafted at running back 28 guys I mean he he's going after some guys like Raheem Mostert, Mark Ingram, um, Devin Singletary, uh, even Jonathan Taylor. I mean, he he's just that he has so much upside with where he's being drafted, and he's like that last running back off the board. And then the you can see the tier just like kind of deteriorate a lot after that. I mean, then it's Cam Newton, James White, Jordan Howard, Ronald Jones. So he like you know what you're going to get out of him. You know he's going to get 300 carries. Um, you know he's going to have his role within the offense and the offense can't be any worse than it was last year Um, he's going to take a step forward that's what second year running backs do Um, so I think there's just a lot of upside for him obviously I don't have him going inside the top 15 or anything crazy like that but if he cracked the top 25 like you're you're making your money back and more so I mean I, I think he's a safe play at the flex position this year and you just plug him in and hope he falls into the end zone week by week so what do you guys have to say about him
1: I mean, yeah, I kind of agree with you. He's ranked very low, especially just for how much volume he's going to get. You know, he's going to get his touches no matter what. Yeah. to me, that's kind of – that's why, like, if he's in the later rounds and you need, like, even at running back two.
0: There's no running backs around him that are going to get that much volume.
1: Even at running back two, I think I would – wouldn't be mad at him at running back too. No, I would not If I, I had yeah. good receivers and stuff. All
2: right, yeah, he definitely has RB two potential because for sure Cause he's, gonna, no he's, just of, so no he's just getting so much volume. He's going.
1: He's going. He's going to improve. There's no. He's going to improve next year because the offense is going to improve. I would assume they with, have to with Nick Foles, hopefully. Nick even Foles. if
0: Trubisky starts, I mean, they they have to improve. It can't be any worse. Exactly. If,
1: if, if the QB play improves even a little bit, Montgomery's going to improve. And I, even if they don't, he'll still have a better year because e, even if we have. Trubisky,
0: or yeah, even if Trubisky starts the season, right when he starts playing bad, they're going to pull and put Nick Foles in. So yeah. I mean, there's going to be room for improvement for this offense this year. It might not be incredible improvement, but I mean, like there's going to be improvement. There has to be. Like last year, they're so they're one of the worst offenses I've seen in the past probably 15 years. So then they were probably second worst to the Steelers. Watching honestly, so. Um, yeah that's my player trey who's your second player
1: oh shoot oh my second player is James Connor he's ranked 21 21st running back Yeah. I have a hair in my mouth I <laughs> and I think I think he has he also has potential because he's in the past he's shown that he can be a great running back especially a good run uh running back number two yeah and again the same thing they had backups all year and stuff and right when right when big ben comes in. It's gonna be a whole different offense. Yeah. Against you, complete passes. You can't really just stack the box and expect them to run. And I would take. I think I would take James Conner or multiple running backs ahead of him. For sure. I mean, it, it's pretty crazy. Um, he's been healthy this whole offseason. He's not gonna really. He's not gonna share any touches with Samuels. I would assume. No, so. I don't
0: think he is. I mean, they came out. They think he's a workhorse running back. And getting a running back like he honestly has potential to finish top five like he does like if he stayed healthy he's shown what he can do um obviously again we don't project that but like getting him that late with that much uh high upside it's just it's such a good value I mean he's going at a or he's going behind Melvin Gordon Leonard Fournette David Johnson Lev Bell Chris Carson I take him over any of those players because I think he's just going to be I think he's going to be an old self. And even if you get him for 12 games, he's the type of player that can help you get to the playoffs because he's going to have some big games with that offense. So,
2: Dylan? Yeah, I agree. He just, it was the only thing stopping him is health, really. I mean, when he played two years ago or whatever it was, he had a great year going. He just got hurt, and he's been battling injuries since. But if he comes back healthy, they'll have a solid pass game, and they won't exactly trace it. They won't be able to stack the box on him and – Just the only thing that concerns me is his health, but that's um. I mean, he's definitely gonna be. It's worth it. Yeah, I I think it's worth it. Yeah, he's a great player. So who's your uh? Who's your second player? Uh, my second player is Michael Gallup. Uh, I think thirty's just way too low for him. He almost had identical numbers to Amari, and he missed a game or two. Trey, what, how many games he missed? You should you would know. Mm, like I think two. he missed two. I mean he's super consistent. A guy you can trust is your. I mean he, he has wide receiver two upside to me, but I'd say like wide receiver three kind of guy. Yeah. You can. It's definitely something you gotta take a chance on. I mean, there's guys above him. I'd take him over like, Jarvis, Edelman, maybe maybe Diggs, uh, maybe Chark. It's just. Hilton. Hilton. Ah, It's, it's close. So. It's close I would definitely would not take him over Chark, but a lot of those other names you listed, I would. He, I don't know. He just, he's super consistent. I think. I mean, my probably the hottest take is that he'll finish as the wide receiver one on that team. I just think he's a great player, yeah. and he has a lot of upside. He's young, and he's just he's a really consistent guy. It doesn't where Amari's the complete opposite. He's super inconsistent.
0: Yeah, um, I totally agree with this. Um, Michael Gallup last year, I honestly thought he looked better than Amari Cooper. Um, he just missed time. So did Amari, but um, he yeah, was a lot. Amari like, was
1: all year, basically.
0: Yeah, but Gallup was more consistent. Um, we, we've we talked about how Amari kind of goes up and down a lot. Um, but I think Gallup's going to be the most consistent wide receiver on this team this year. I mean, I think everybody's scared of C.D. Lamb coming into the play. And I get that, but there's so much targets Um going around this year. Um, I mean, uh, Cobb's gone, Witten's gone, so I think Blake Jarwin and C.D. Lamb will have their roles, but I, I think that Gallup is just going to be fine, and I think Cooper takes a dip. But I think since Gallup's out wide receiver two on that team, I think uh, Cooper's going to get all the hard matchups, and I think it's going to open up a lot for Gallup. Like Honestly, I think... He's probably the best number two receiver in the NFL, or at least one of them. Um, So, yeah, I think he has great upside. I think you're getting him at a pretty fair price. I mean, again, there's a lot of—not there's a lot, but there's a couple names ahead of him that I'd take him. But, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is feel comfortable if you come out of the draft with him as your wide receiver three. Even if he's the second receiver on that team, that offense is going to be so damn good this year. they they were great last year, so yeah, I'm excited for him. I know Trey's excited for him because he's a Dallas fan. So I mean, um, Trey, do you have anything to say about him?
1: I mean, yeah, he's he's just gonna be he's gonna be consistent. I think he's gonna be fun, really fun to watch. You know, like, Cooper's inconsistent and stuff. But it's like it's not even like a knock on Cooper. It's just like the offensive as a whole is like so good. If you have like any of those receivers, or even Zeke or Zeke, like or Dak, anyone on their offense basically, like they're gonna make you give you points. And Michael Gallup is. He's going he's going to get a number 2 cornerback so he's going to have a lot of room to run around and stuff and get open. For sure. And they like they could use Cooper
0: as a decoy this year honestly to open the field up for CD and um, and, Gallup. and Gallup. It's not like a knock on Cooper. Just, no, he's tremendous talent. It's just he's going to he's going to be drawing the cornerback ones for most teams and it just opens a lot up for the rest of the pass. Offense, all a so I want to
1: one-on-one up for Gallup.
0: Exactly. He could have like a year, kind of like Juju, when Juju was the number two for um, Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of pass volume. So yeah, uh, we'll move into my second player, um, sixth player on the list. Uh, that is Robert Woods. Um, I think Robert Woods at wide receiver fifteen is a phenomenal value. I mean, this guy's going to be consistent, and with what he did last year, I mean, last year I think people just go like. Unnoticed or don't really look into the numbers, but last year he finished with like 90 receptions, uh, 1100 yards, um, but he only had two touchdown guys, and he finished inside the 15 at the wide receiver position. If those t- if those touchdown numbers go up with Cooks gone, like he's a steady wide receiver too, um, and honestly, if I went running back heavy. Early in the draft, I wouldn't be opposed with him being my wide receiver one. I just think he's going to be the most consistent wide receiver on this team, um, and he just goes really unnoticed. Um, he's a lot safer with a lot of these players, and if you get like a high-flying receiver earlier in the draft um, with your as your first receiver, um, he's the perfect receiver to fill that number two rule because say you get like a Tyreek Hill who's going to have those really big games, but he's also going to have those bust weeks where he doesn't really do anything. Um, he, he he compliments him by just having steady games week by week. He's not he'll he'll obviously have some big games, but he's just gonna be uh, a consistent player more than anything. So do you guys have anything to add on him?
1: Uh I like him mean, it's just that those touchdown numbers were down. And also he gets uh, a lot of rushing attempts too. Yeah. The past year he's had over hundred rushing attempts. I don't think people like don't really think about Rushing that. attempts? I mean rushing yards, rushing <laughs> yards, my bad.
0: Oh, I was gonna say, man, he's a running back
1: too. No, so basically, yeah, he. And last year like, was possibly his best year, reception wise. He's just super consistent. And there's
0: more receptions to go around this year. I mean, obviously they're gonna go uh, two tight tight end set with uh, Everett and Higby, but that doesn't really scare me. That scares me more for Cooper Cup because Cooper Cup's that slot receiver and Robert Woods is gonna push the field. So. What is?
1: He's just consistent. That's basically his biggest thing. It's just that, that's why I like him.
0: Yeah, Dylan, anything on him?
2: only thing is I, I'm just still the believer in Cooper Cup, and I still think he's probably the number one on the team, even though he's a slot guy. But I think they, I think Woods is a great pick for that. I think he's going to finish above some guys there, or at least right where he's at is perfect. I mean, he's going to be consistent. Just hopefully his touchdown numbers go up slightly, for at sure. least. by a few, that would be a, a huge upgrade for him in general.
0: Sounds good. Trey, third player?
1: Uh, my third player is Cortland Sutton. And right now he's at receiver number seventeen. I I I'm kind of high on Sun. Yeah, you are just, really high on him. Just because he just did. I had him last year. He played really good for me. But my thing is that he has Drew logfish this year for a full season, and to me that's that's big. Especially having from like Joe Flacco to I don't know who the other QB was after Flacco. Uh, it was it was was it Flacco? Anytime, time he didn't have a good QB play till the end of the season. Yeah, and he still had over a thousand yards and six touchdowns on seventy-two receptions. Yeah, so, I, so he's going to get his touches. He had a hundred twenty-five targets. I think he's going to get about the same or even more next year, possibly. Yeah, I think he's going to have another big year. Here's what scares me
0: about him. I mean, I can see the upside, but he's being drafted at wide receiver seventeen. Uh, last year he finished nineteenth. I get there's bad quarterback play, but like. If anything, there's less targets going around for him this year, in my opinion, because with Judy and then Melvin Gordon coming in in the backfield. Yeah. He just scares me a little bit. Um, I think he's a great talent. Like, I think he's a top receiver in the NFL. I think he's really unnoticed. But he just scares me with the value he's going at. Like, I guess let me ask you this. Would you rather have him or, like, a Calvin Ridley or Tyler Lockett, Cooper Cup?
1: I would probably take... Son over Ridley, but I would to take him over Ooh. the other two people you named.
0: Wow, so you're not as high on Ridley as me and Dylan probably.
1: No, I think he's. I like Ridley a lot, but I think I would take Son over, over Ridley. So who
0: do you think has a better chance to finish a uh, top five receiver, um, Ridley or Sutton? I get you. I get you'd prefer Sutton, but like if everything played right, who has the for top five for top five?
2: I'd say Sutton because he's probably gonna be the number one on the yeah. team, he's just he's a great downfield threat, and with Locke looking how he did, I feel like he could. Understand get a lot get a lot of that and really being a wide receiver too I just don't see him especially with Julio top five potential but I think
0: he I, th- with Julio I think he could finish better than Julio this year really yeah because I, I think mean, he's I, gonna get double digit it's touchdowns
2: it's definitely possible
0: yeah I don't know yeah I I'm just not as high on him I mean yeah. what about you Dylan
2: I just I, I like Sutton I mean I honestly could see his touchdowns doubling this year and his receptions Mike I mean he's got a ton of targets last year but he didn't it didn't quite capitalize. And that's part of that was probably due to quarterback play so I mean if his the quarterback play improves I could see his receptions going up to like 85 90 his yards going up a little bit and his touchdown just going up I mean he's got, I'm a, yeah I know th- the potential, potential there I like I like where he's at though I think he'll finish probably around the 15 range
0: yeah okay um Dylan what about your third player uh,
2: my third player is TY Hilton I think it I think Howard is really low on him because his injuries in the past but he's just <laughs> a really electric player and I think uh, with the rivers coming in and having time in a good clean pocket i think hilton could have success if he plays a full season i mean i mean whatever his last full season he what played he played great i mean he's on the toward the end of his career he's getting older but i mean i think he's got at least another year or two of prime ty left in him and I just think he'll complement Rivers really well. and I think this will just be his year where he bounces back, and the Colts will just be a good team and be a good, healthy team. And I think Hilton will be a big part of that.
0: Yeah, I don't have much to say about him. I mean, I agree with you. I think there's tremendous upside. If you get him as like your wide receiver three, I'd feel really comfortable with that because um, you'd probably get at least one consistent receiver out of those first two and then another high flyer. And if you have like like a again like a Tyreek Hill or Galladay as your wide receiver one and then get somebody consistent like Woods and then grab T.Y. at your three then you have two uh, potential receivers on your team that can just like pop off in any given week and that's that's good to have on your team those guys that can um, win a week for you so I think that's the type of player T.Y. is and yeah I like his upside this year too what about you Trey?
1: I mean he has basically summed it up he has a lot of upside he's just his injury history has been the best, but he's just so talented that you can't really just uh, like skip him, basically.
0: Yeah. So my third player is uh, Philip Rivers. Um, I wasn't going to talk about him this round, but um, Dylan brought up TY. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to jump into him. He's ranked 26th quarterback. I think that's absolutely crazy. Um, I think everybody's nervous because the run game is going to be so heavy. But if anything, I think that kind of helps Rivers because – The defense is going to be so focused on Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor out of the backfield. Um, I think that that opens up a lot for um, Philip Rivers to just sling the ball down the field with T.Y. and Campbell and then um, just a lot of other um, threats on that team. Um, Pittman Jr. too down the field. Um, And Doyle as the tight end. I mean, this team has a lot of upside and... Um, he likes his dump-offs. That's why I think uh, Hines will have a role out of the backfield this year, and I think Jonathan Taylor has better hands than most people think. So, I mean, if you can get him as your quarterback two, or even if you just like go running back heavy and wide receiver heavy in your draft and then end up with Phillip Rivers, I, like, I'm not opposed to that because he's going around people like Teddy Bridgewater, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy G, Drew Locke. I mean, I think he has a way clearer picture than any of those guys to finish a wide or finish a quarterback like in the top fifteen. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, we don't know what he's gonna do um, in Carolina. I mean, obviously he has a lot of good weapons, but I, he's just not like a very like flashy quarterback. He doesn't really like to throw the ball downfield that much. Um, Kirk Cousins, I think that offense will struggle this year. Jimmy G doesn't have any threats really other than Kittle. I mean, that wide receiver room is really foggy right now. Drew Locke I do like. um, But, yeah, just a lot of players going around him that um, I do not prefer over him. And I think he's being super undervalued. I mean, 26 for a quarterback that has always had pretty good fantasy numbers just doesn't quite make sense to me. So do you guys have anything to say about him?
1: I I think you basically summed up. Just 26 is just way too low for him. Especially, yeah, like how how good he's been fantasy-wise and stuff these past years. I, yeah, I, I think you have, like last year he had twenty interceptions. Like that number would definitely be down, I for think, sure. Like and his number, I think you have more than touchdowns a lot. I think he'd just be better this year than last year. Yeah, so just twenty seven is kind of insane. For sure.
2: Yeah, I, I just really think he had a down year. I think the new team, new system, just new uh, scenery will just be a, a help for him. I just don't think the Chargers did enough over the years to really help him out besides maybe a year or two. Um, I think he will really be- – he did not have a good <laughs> old line last year. I think he'll benefit from having one of the best and just having clean pockets because obviously the dude can't scramble to save his life. Yeah. But he has solid weapons around him. Is a competent run game, pretty solid defense. I um, I think that it will all just benefit in him bouncing back and having another good year where he has top 15-plus upside – and he's just a guy. You, like, he'd be a solid backup to have for sure.
0: Yeah. So Trey, fourth player.
1: Uh, my fourth player is Mike Jacekki from the Dolphins. Okay. He's ranked 13 right now, and I think it could be higher than that. Honestly, I think because there's a lot, of, a lot of. Uh, I feel like he could be a lot have a big year. Honestly, not a big year, but just a lot better than he did last year. I think more consistent QB play this year would definitely help. I think guys like Hunter Henry, like they have Gronk at nine. I think Juseki have a better year than Gronk. Higby, Henry, Ingram, just guys are kind of injury-prone and stuff. And Gusecki was basically healthy most of last year, so I think you have a much-improved year.
0: For sure, yeah. Right. I think he has good upside. I like
2: all those besides Higby, but it's a good points. Gusecki... I I like Higby
1: Higby was good he just like just went off the past four weeks and I don't think he's gonna do that all week I don't think
2: he'll do that but I think he'll do pretty like he'll do decently close I think him and Goff will do pretty well they seem to have a good connection once they got it figured out and Goff settled in better towards the end of the year but Yusecki is a dang good tight end and I think he'll be probably top 10 this year and most of those names you listed he'll probably finish above yeah
0: I mean he's a physical specimen I mean um, Good ends on target. Yeah, he, his physical attributes compared to other tight ends is crazy. He's 6'6", six, he,
1: six, 250, and it's going to be his third year. So And
0: his route running is incredible for a tight end. I mean, a lot of people think he should be a receiver. Um, I, I'm really excited for him this year. So, yeah, there's not much to say about him. Dylan, who's your fourth player?
2: Uh, my fourth player is Todd Gurley. He's at 20. I think that's uh, too I mean, I think it's fair right now but I just see him doing so much better this year he looked he finished well last year did really good once he was healthier and got more touches and they stopped babying him so much but I think with the Falcons they got their line improved they all have better quarterback play they have better receivers there I just think it the field is just going to open up for him and he's just Dynamic in the passing game and running game. And he's an absolute – he's an end zone threat. And I think his touchdowns will stay consistent. He'll finish with 12-plus total with, a, like, I could see him definitely getting around 1,500 scrimmage yards. Like, I could see him having a great year. Yeah. back he, finally. I, I do
0: like Todd Gurley. He just scares me because there's already talks about him, like, showing like health problems with his knees and whatnot in um, camp. Um, but I do think there's a lot of upside in this offense. I mean, Matt Ryan just loves throwing the ball, and they're going to throw a lot, and he's a, a good pass catcher. Um, last year it was just a little funky for him because I think that offense kind of – it's like they didn't really want to feed him the ball. He's more of a decoy running routes, if anything. Like, they yeah. they just send him out there, have him run a route, and they just really want to give him the time of day. I think they just wanted to get rid of him and – I don't know. Yeah, I think I think they didn't utilize him correctly. I do think he still has some left in the tank. I mean, and there's a reason why Atlanta went out and got him. I think they want to make a push this year because um, I think it's safe to say their coach is probably out if they have another bad year. Um, and with Calvin Ridley and Julio pushing down the field, um, I think it opens a lot up for him in the run game. So, yeah.
2: I, I just see Atlanta like the running backs always have success. Like in recent years, they've had great years when they're like is when they're on the field they always do well and if Gurley can stay healthy this year He'll be he'll I be worth he, the pick. He, he definitely R B two I mean who knows, maybe he comes back to R B one upside if he really pushes it but
0: I agree with all that. He just
2: he just gotta I think he's just gotta stay healthy and keep his knees good so he can run the ball well.
0: Trey anything on uh
1: Really? Like, no, basically, you got summed up. He just needs to stay healthy. Yeah. I mean, his MVP season was two years ago, you know.
2: Yeah. yeah. He's not, not. He's not far out of playing at MVP level. He's putting like twenty points a game in PVR towards right at the end, like last few weeks when he was finally getting touches. I mean, if he keeps getting consistent touches, stays healthy, expect a really. This guy's early. a limit, honestly.
0: Like if he stays healthy, this guy's a limit. Um, yeah, we'll jump into my fourth player. Um, another Falcon, uh, Hayden Hurst, um, going in at tight end 15 right now in uh, drafts. I mean, that's absolutely crazy. I think people he's going up boards a little bit, but and I think he'll probably crack the top 12 um, as we get closer to the season. But this tight end, I mean, so many targets um, going around in the, this offense. They're gonna throw hundred, they're gonna throw 650 plus times um that's that's crazy um Calvin Ridley and Julio are obviously going to get their targets um but Hayden Hurst there's there's plenty to go around and you saw how well Austin Hooper played in this offense last year and I think Hayden Hurst has potential to be better than him um I'm not projecting him to have that crazy of a year as Hooper but I just think that he is filling a role that fits in perfectly, and I think he's just going to see a lot of targets compared to a lot of these guys he's going around. Um, I feel comfortable with him as my tight end one. I mean, most drafts that you do with, like, your buddies and whatnot, you can get them easily in the late rounds. Obviously, I'm probably not going to get a lot of shares with him because most of my drafts I'm in with these two guys, um, and then all of our friends listen to the podcast. But, yeah. Um, yeah, if if I went out of the draft and got him in the late rounds as my tight end one, I'd feel super super confident in that. Um, do you guys have anything to say about him?
2: I, I mean, I think he definitely has top five upside. I don't think you see him see him any lower than top ten if he's healthy this year. Tight ends have success there, and it's just so there's so many guys just open up the field for him to have good red zone success and just be I think Would you would be, be surprised if he state. finished
0: with? ten touchdowns because like if no. if Julio struggles in the red I, zone I like don't he think normally Julio, does. Like
2: it's just he gains he just doesn't so much like coverage yeah. in the red zone because he just such, I don't like, mean disrespect that assistant. I mean I think he's the best receiver in the NFL. I'm just, just saying if he's so dominant as a receiver, it's like you have you cannot can't not get everybody you can on or like you can't leave him open so like guys like Hurst Ridley, he's gonna be open Ridley in the middle field. be open and get reception, touchdown receptions. Where what about you, Tri? Julio could finish with under.
1: Um, no. You guys basically summed it up. I I drafted him and Walton. guys my starting tight end. I mean I I think he has a lot of upside. He didn't really get a lot of chances in Baltimore, and mm-hmm. I think that's just because was the. F- I
0: mean, keep in mind, him and Andrews got drafted in the same class by the Ravens, and he went ahead of Andrews. Yeah. But they Andrews just. Clicked in that offense.
1: I he, I he just has a lot of potential. They give
0: what did they give up for Hurst? like a second round pick, right? So obviously they have confidence in him.
1: Yeah, he's just talented. He's just I think he's in the right system in Atlanta, who throws the ball a lot. So
0: I agree. So who's your fifth and final player, Trey?
1: My final player is Matthew Stafford. Uh, he's ranked. That's a great pick. He's ranked 13, and I, he could easily be a top 10 player for sure.
0: I think earlier in the season he was. Wasn't he, like, 18th or something like that? He's climbing up, but...
1: I don't know, but he's... Dude, he's going to be good. He's going to be good. He His weapons are even better now. Just another year, a gall got better. Marvin Jones is going to perform well like he always does.
0: Hawkinson? Hawkinson. Swift out
1: of the backfield? I mean, he's... I mean, going to throw for 4,000 yards like he always does. Oh, yeah. And he... he if he gets 30 touchdowns, I want to be surprised, you know?
0: Dude, I... Like he's one of the very few candidates that could throw for forty. Like I'm not saying he, he is. will, but he could.
1: Yeah, I just think he's just easily a top. He's easily a top ten QB. Like Wentz, Brady, and Drew Brees, and Daniel Jones are ahead of him. Like I'll take Stafford over them. I like Wentz. It. I think okay. I'll take I think I'll take Stafford over Wentz just because. I think it's close. Yeah, but I think, but anyways, he's gonna be. There, top there's ten. a brighter path for him. He's gonna be top ten QB.
0: I agree. I 100 percent agree. There's not much to say about it. I mean, he's a phenomenal talent, and like you said, the weapons around him, that's gonna be a high-powering offense, especially if that defense struggling. They're just they're on the field a lot. They're young, um, and they're just kind of in rebuild mode on the defense end. But this is a team that could creep into the playoffs just if, because of how good their offense is. Um, and, the, and the division itself
1: is a pretty big question mark besides I don't, I don't, Green Bay, obviously. I don't like
0: the Vikings, and the Bears' offense is a question mark. Um, yeah, I totally agree with this. Dylan, anything on him?
2: I just think health may be the only concern for him, but I think he'll come back and have a healthy year because he was playing amazing last year before he went down. And if he can keep that going, I and mean, he just got a dynamic running back in his backfield, so they'll have... You have to account for that, so for sure they're just gonna have it. Pretty, it seems like they're gonna have a really good offense this year with two really good wide receivers, and they have Amendola, who's a solid guy. I about him. They and who's they have T.J. Hawkinson. I think he'll have a great year. uh it's all there for him. He just the division, the other two two teams are questionable. I mean, it's all there for him to take it.
1: I mean, last year he had 19 touchdowns in eight games and he got hurt in the eighth game so like seven and a half games he threw 19 touchdowns that's Mm -hmm. crazy that's just like insane
0: Yeah. and he he was on pace for 5,000
1: yards
2: yeah he was having a crazy good year he Mm -hmm. had
1: 2,500 in eight games so he just he's putting up big numbers Mm -hmm. so
0: so. Dylan who's your uh, fifth and final player Uh,
2: my fifth and final player is Johnny Smith he's at 19 I believe he uh I think he'll be a very focal part of this offense i think ken hill will utilize him and he'll be a great end zone target because i just don't really know who they're gonna use in near the end zone like henry's not a receiving back brown's just a really downfield guy he doesn't guard bring in a lot of targets near the red zone it seems like it seems like it's most of the time it's breakaway plays who knows that could change this year but i just really think smith could be a great end zone target and get a lot and he'll get I'd say maybe around 600, 700 yards, maybe mm-hmm. through the air, but I I could see him getting in around 10 touchdown receptions if uh, Tannehill keeps up. Great. Really good good to really good quarterback play.
0: For sure. I like him this year. I mean, he's going around a bunch of question marks, and he showed flashes last year, and I think he will be that red zone threat for uh, Tannehill. Mm-hmm. Trey?
1: I've mean, already I, I don't really know a lot about him, honestly. I've like I'm already did really good in the playoffs, that's all I know. Yeah. But it's just can he really do that throughout the whole season? Is kind of the question. Well you have
0: to keep in mind at the tight end position, he doesn't really have to. I mean, they're finishing a top fifteen tight end's really not hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah I see the upside with him.
1: I mean, he, I think he's definitely gonna be top fifteen, just kinda of, like, 10 touchdowns, I don't really think that's going to happen, you know?
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I could, that's reasonable. I see, like, top 12 being where I could see him being at. I, if he gets I,
0: 10 touchdowns, he's finishing top 8.
2: Oh, yeah. I, I definitely see – I could see that happening for sure. I mean, the tight ends really don't aren't eye-popping this year besides, like, really Kittle and Kelsky. Like, they were the only two that I could see being serious, like, game-changers at tight end. Maybe sure. Andrews, too. But – I, if he puts up consistent numbers, gets a few receptions a game and gets a touchdown about half the games, I mean. Sure. Uh, he can have a great year. Then yeah. be a guy you could pick up. He'll be a guy you can pick up late too if you're not looking at tight ends early.
0: Yeah. So, uh, the 15th and final player, my guy. Um this is again, this is my favorite player. Um According to where they're going in the draft this year, I think he's so undervalued. I mean, I know a lot of other um, fantasy analysis um, talk about him a lot, but Calvin Ridley, um, I guess I'm just really excited for this offense in general. I think we've all made that pretty clear that the Falcons are just going to be high-flying, just power offense. Um, He's going wide receiver 20 right now. Um, That's crazy to me. I'm telling you guys, get him in every draft you can um even if you have to reach a little bit if you can get him as your wide receiver two, i promise you you're probably going to end up with two wide receiver ones um this guy is just, there's just not very many wide receivers that have upside to finish inside uh or finish with 10 plus touchdowns in in a season and how many did he get last he's year he's one ten. of them
2: he had 10 yeah last year was a i had him last year he got 10 year, as rookie year too disappointing Overall, as my wide receiver too last year, but I definitely see him bouncing back. his love a better. Well, if line. you look at his numbers, he Ryan really wasn't. Healthy. He was so
0: consistent. He was
2: we, he was really consistent though, but he just wasn't like what I wanted at wide receiver. Two he just doesn't
1: put up a lot of that. yards. Well, yeah. but he's also wide receiver number two, so you but can't expect can. him to get a thousand
2: yards. I, I definitely see Hulu, him.
0: Julio's Hulu. going to pass the torch sometime, and it's going to be to him. Like Calvin Ridley, he's was, he's, good, yeah. he's one of the best route runners in the NFL. If you watch him. Like this, this guy is gifted, and mm-hmm. it, it's gonna be one of these years where he just blows up. And I think there's a good chances this year where you just see those glimpses of him. Cause he, you gotta keep in mind, he's he's practicing with Julio every single practice, like every, yeah, every single day. I mean, and there's not a lot of receivers with his skill level that get to do that. I mean, the closest thing right now is what Juju with AB for a couple of years, and I think he's better than Juju. I mean, I, I think he can play in the slot and he can play wide. Um, this guy's just phenomenal, um, going around receivers like T.Y. Cooper, Cup, um, Lockett, Odell, A.J. Brown. I take him over any of those guys, even Juju Sutton over all of them, even Adam Thielen and Cooper or Amari Cooper. If they're all on the board, I take him, just because of how certain I am he's going to finish as a top twelve receiver this year. Um, do you guys have anything to say? I know Dylan's high on him. You're not as high as us, but. Just the skill. I, I think there's just so much skill there. He he's gonna take a leap sometime.
1: Yeah, he has. A, yeah, he has a lot of upsides. kind of depends how Julio does, but he will, He's definitely a great flex play no matter what, in my opinion. Just cause yeah. just just a touchdown you're, you're getting him in you know? like
0: a fifth or sixth round.
1: Like that's a good pick, especially for a flex or even wide receiver in two potential. You know.
0: Yeah, I I've already tried to reach out and get him in our dynasty league, and our buddy's just so stingy with him. So wait, who, who has, has him? him? Tom. Oh. So yeah, that does it for this episode, guys. Um, we are on Anchor, like always. Um, like I said, this is kind of like the reset point for us. Um, we're basically starting on Spotify with this episode. Um, uh, all of our other other episodes will most likely be released on Spotify, and we're getting verified on Apple. Hopefully, that starts next week. Um, but this is like this is the first episode. Into like I guess it's like a new journey for us. We're just we're taking it more serious, and this is this is our number one um, in our eyes going forward. Um, Again, we're taking it more serious, and we're going to be doing three times a week. Um, You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Um, It's the same handle for both. Um, We're going to be a lot more active on them. Um, It's at uh, First Class FB. Again, that's First Class FB. Yeah, we're just really excited to help you guys win your league, share our knowledge, Um, and we're growing as it goes too. I mean, this is our first year doing this, and um, yeah, we're just really excited. Um, We're going to be posting this tomorrow morning, 5 a.m., again on Spotify and Anchor, and hopefully next week we're verified on Apple to where we can drop all of our episodes there going forward. So thank you so much for tuning in. Um, This is First Class Football signing out.
1: See you guys. Love you
0: guys. Love you guys.